Hey everyone, welcome back to the Black Fashion History Podcast. You know, your favorite podcast that teaches you everything you need to know about the contributions of black people worldwide to the fashion industry. And of course, I'm your host, Taniqua Russ. And we are back with another Black Fashion History installment. But before I jump in today's episode, I have a little announcement for you guys. This Friday, October 2nd, 2020 at 8 p.m., I have the pleasure of being on the On the Shoulders of Giants YouTube channel. And On the Shoulders of Giants is a YouTube show that talks all about the unsung heroes of the African diaspora. And this Friday, I'm going to have the opportunity to take a deep dive into the history of fashion and the important contributions that black people have made to fashion, pioneers who've paved the way, about myself, the podcast, some of my fashion endeavors, and all of that good stuff. So you don't want to miss it. Please, if you love this podcast, I ask you to support me as well and tune into the interview that's October 2nd at 8 p.m. And it's going to be on YouTube. And all you have to do is search on the shoulders of giants and you'll be able to find the live stream. Now let's get into it. So today I'm going to be sharing all about the man who was known as the father of African fashion design, Chris Sedu. Chris Sedu was born Sedu Noru Dumbia on May 18th in 1949 in Mali. As a child, he was exposed to fashion early on and he loved it. His mom worked as an embroiderer and she had copies of European magazines all around the house which exposed him to fashion and he began designing clothes for dolls. He left school to pursue fashion full time and in 1965 he became an apprentice of a tailor and later opened his first shop in 1967 in Burkina Faso. Somewhere around the start of his fashion career, he changed his name to Chris as a tribute to Dior because Dior's work really inspired him. And so he started to go by Chris Sedu as his fashion persona. Around 1969, he was living in Cote d'Ivoire in the city of Abidjan and he was working as a designer. Now, Abidjan, which is the capital of Cote d'Ivoire or the Ivory Coast, was the fashion it place in West Africa. And so while he was working in the city, he was designing clothing for many of the city's wealthy and influential women. So he was in the circle, in the mix. He later moved to Paris in around 1971 slash 1972 and spent years there learning about European couture and working for iconic designers like Yves Saint Laurent. During his time in France, he met other African designers and organized the African Federation of Ready-to-Wear Designers. Obviously the name of the organization is in French but my French isn't too good so we'll say it in English. But this organization was created to help promote African designers on the international market. In 1981 he moved back to Cote d'Ivoire and began his label Chris Sedu. With his label, he incorporated all of his training in Paris and began designing European-styled haute couture clothing using traditional African textiles. He is most known for his use of bogolan, aka mudcloth fabric. 
And if you have no idea what mud cloth looks like, just head over to blackfashionhistory.com to see some pictures. But mud cloth is a traditionally cotton fabric from Mali and it's dyed with mud, hence the name. But it's normally made by hand weaving strips of cotton cloth and the symbols and patterns that are made on it with the fermented mud usually represent a meaning or something. It's typically used in rituals, so it has a very high place and symbolic meaning. Chris began working with the fabric in the 70s because it reminded him of home as a young man who was born in Mali. He grew up with it and was very familiar with how it was used and it was something that he associated with local rituals and with the hunters and it just felt like home. So much of his line consisted of pieces like motorcycle jackets, mini skirts, bell bottom trousers, um, all of the hot things and couture things at the time, but made out of mud cloth. The African women loved the Western style clothing and a fabric that was familiar to them. So that was a win on that part. And the European women who bought his clothes loved the quote unquote exotic nature of his clothing because of its use of African textiles. Now remember this was happening in the early 80s. So while many people would wear African textiles or African inspired clothing um, it wasn't in this modern style like you see with you know the bell bottoms and the mini skirts and all of that thing so to work with Bogolan which is such a traditional fabric and to reimagine it in this modern way was very groundbreaking at the time his designs were internationally appealing and marketable, but it also preserved the culture, symbolism, and history of these textiles and its place in different African cultures. He actually respected mud cloth and its cultural connections and history so much that he created his own version of mud cloth. So I told you earlier that the symbols that are marked on these cloths in the different patterns they mean something and this cloth was used in rituals understanding that he actually commissioned his own cloth and created symbols on them that didn't mean anything and make sense because as he was cutting and sewing up the fabric he didn't want to cut up the message and he didn't want to alter the symbolic meaning in any way I personally love that to me that's fashion and art with integrity and with care for preserving people's culture. You know, appropriation is a big topic in fashion when it comes to minority cultures. And part of that is because you have designers who are just taking these symbolic and meaningful fabrics and creating their collections out of it or you know stealing things and um, just putting it on models and sending it down the runway without any regard to the meaning or the importance of this piece to a group of people. So I love that you have a man who was adamant about preserving a culture, mostly because he was a part of that culture and understood the meaning. But I just wish that all designers had that mindset when they approach their work. In 1990, Chris Seydoux collaborated with the textile manufacturing company, Industry Textile du Mali, to design a fabric inspired by the mud cloth and this fabric was sold in the years 1990 to 1991. So again, other designers 
who were inspired by his work could use the mud cloth in the same way he did without altering the meaning and really cheapening such a valuable and rich piece of culture. He was also one of three founders of the International Federation of African Fashion, which continued to promote the work of African designers all around the world. In 1994, he passed away at the age of 45, but his legacy lives on. Like He inspired and pioneered the idea of African couture, and he has an atelier still to this day in Bamako, which is the capital city of Mali. His aesthetics has also influenced the designs of people like Givenchy and Oscar de la Renta. So while his life in fashion may have been shortened, he was really like active and at the height of his career from the 80s to the 90s. His influence is still seen today. I mean, like he is the reason why all of your favorite pro-black characters on TV were wearing mud cloth in the way that they are. He's the reason why people started thinking outside of the box when it comes to the designs of African textiles and taking you know African designs and designers from local to a global scale. And that's it guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please, please, please share with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram at Black Fashion History Podcast. We post all sorts of Black Fashion History facts, some that we share on the show, a lot that we don't. So you really want to follow us to make sure that you're not missing out on anything. If you would love to see pictures of the work of Chris Sadu and the work of anybody else that we've talked about on the show, head over to our website at www.blackfashionhistory.com. But the most important thing that I ever want you to do every week is come back again for another Black Fashion History installment. Bye-bye.